Welcome to the Randup Podcast, where we delight in exploring what brains do with words and how creating a unique brand voice will make your business the one to remember and buy from. I've lost count of the founders I've spoken to who are awesome at what they do, but struggle to communicate about it. Once you harness your amazing brain and turn its genius to your brand voice, magic will happen. I'm your host, Andy Ferguson. Today, as ever, I invite you to listen in and try something new because who knows what might be possible if you really couldn't get it wrong. Today, I have good news for you, but it might come as a bit of a surprise. In this episode, I'm going to bust the myth that you are your brand. We'll explore how taking some distance from your brand helps you make better decisions and really better serve your clients. It's also really good for your well-being. Should we get stuck in? Let's do it. A while ago, there was this trend online, I remember, of how many finger videos. I don't know if you saw this, but even though I'm a little late to the party, humor me for a second and let's play my brand voice version of how many fingers. So the way it works is you make a fist and you hold up your hand. Lift a finger if you've ever been told that you need to show yourself online to grow your business. Lift a finger if you've ever felt really fabulous or dreadful because of how a launch turned out. Maybe it soared, maybe it tanked. Lift a finger if you've ever felt like sharing on social media is a chore. Lift a finger if you've ever heard that you need to share personal stories to build a brand online. Last one. Lift a finger if you've ever felt conflicted between what feels like your right level of sharing and what you've seen other so-called successful people doing. However many fingers you've got up, let's use all of them to say goodbye to those ideas, okay? No, seriously, you can. You wanna know why? Because you are not your brand. I'm gonna say it again for the people in the back. You are not your brand. You really aren't. And that is great news for you as a person. It's great news for your clients for the brand and for your well-being. There are so many reasons why it's good to remember that you're not your brand. But my invitation is that we focus on just three today because I could go on forever. Reason number one, that it is good that you're not your brand is that it protects your personal life and your mental well-being, frankly. Reason number two, it gives you space for creativity that you might not have otherwise. And three, it drives your business growth. And that's why we're here, right? We created businesses to support ourselves, our families, the communities that we love. At least that's what I like to think about and say often when I talk about the why behind my business. So let's look at that first piece, that idea of knowing that you're not your brand, actually protecting your personal life. Entrepreneurs who feel like they are their brand often burn out really badly. They have this weird relationship with their brand and it gets confusing and complicated because they can't find any space where they end and their brand begins. Often they feel like they should share way more than they actually want to if they were to slow down and think about it long enough. They 
start to be convinced that they can't change their minds or change the way that they do business because this is how it's done. But when you know you're not your brand, it's so much easier to set boundaries. You're so much less likely to feel that you have to share more than your inner guide is telling you that you should. Do you have an awesome bright socks collection? That's fun. And also probably not relevant to your brand. You don't have to tell us about it. You're here because we've established that I'm going to be talking about brand voice and how to help you create your unique flavors so that your brand will get noticed, right? That's the basis of this relationship. It's our tacit understanding. I bring something that's hopefully useful. <laughs> you listen and either tuck that away in your brain pocket somewhere, or maybe you share the podcast with some entrepreneurial friends. If you're feeling super inspired, maybe you'll write to give me some feedback, and I would love that. It's an exchange. That's why I'm always checking if what I'm sharing makes sense for you here and my broader community on social media and even in email. Is it relevant to brand voice and messaging? Can you put it to good use? Are there useful examples that you can action? I know this is getting a little bit meta maybe, but I'm hoping that it helps. You aren't your brand. Remembering that, it helps you to protect your personal space. And plus, once you've decided how your brand shows up, what it stands for and what it says and how, then you won't feel like you have to share the challenges of, I don't know, potty training or the joys of finding your favorite off-season vegetable at the grocery store on sale this week because it's not relevant to your audience. Honestly, it provides so much relief. Plus, as a huge bonus, your partner, your kids, that person next to you on the yoga mat at the studio is going to be so grateful that you're not sharing about them in a public sphere when they didn't agree to you doing it in the first place. So that is point number one, that knowing you are not your brand protects your personal life. Point number two, remembering you are not your brand fosters creativity. That's because when you remember that you're not your brand, you don't take everything that happens to your brand so damn personally. And that means that things feel less heavy and less weighted and it gives you freedom to play. You founded your business. It was born out of your great ideas and it's your energy, your vision and your drive that got it out into the world. You lead your team. The business begins with you. That's awesome. What's also awesome is that it exists outside of you. Have you ever heard of Khalil Gibran's poem called On Children? I quote it really often to my clients. Here's a little snippet. Your children are not your children. They are the sons and daughters of life's longing for itself. They come through you but not from you. And though they are with you, yet they belong not to you. It's the same with your brand. Your brand is of you, but it is not you. It has come through you, but it isn't you. That means that whatever happens to your brand, you can always try something new and evolve it. 
And to so many of my clients, that takes some of the heaviness, some of the portentousness out of their work. It is so hard to be creative when you're feeling stressed, when you're feeling the weight of being your brand. Like the brand's value and in a way your actual worth, it hangs in the balance of everything that you do. You've got to get it right, but you don't. Here's an example. My grandmother, Kathleen, used to make the most amazing pies. She'd use Crisco and all the things that were being used in the 70s and 80s, but they were so good. Let's say that grandma had opened a shop called Kay's Pies. Clients would have gone to her shop and they would have bought her pies. They really, really would have bought her pies. We agree that the clients would have bought the pies, but obviously they would never have bought parts of my grandmother, right? They also would never have bought parts of her shop or rights to her business in any way. Grandma's specialty was apple pies. She also made a really, really yummy mixed berry pie that I loved. And every once in a while, she'd bust out the occasional pumpkin. They were so good. But since they weren't her, since her pies weren't her brand, she could have done anything she wanted. She could have tried to make, I don't know, pineapple pie. Is that even a thing? I don't know. Or crusts with pine nuts or who knows what else. But it would have only been possible if she had remembered that she wasn't her brand and her reputation as a person didn't depend on the success or failure of a pine nut crust pineapple pie or anything else she would have tried. I can't even imagine what grandma might have cooked up in a world of creativity if she felt free to create because she wasn't her brand. And maybe you're thinking, yeah, okay, that's fine for grandma because she made pies. But what happens if you sell a service? Surely people are buying from you, right? So they're essentially buying you. And that's what people say, that people buy from people. So what gives, Ferguson? Well, yeah, they do. People buy from people. But here comes some serious word nerdery. I promised you word nerdery would come into this podcast. The secret lies in that tiny little preposition, the word from. If you look it up in the dictionary, it actually explains one of, I think it's number six when you look at the online dictionaries, the, the definition of what the word from means or what its purpose is. And it is to separate one thing and another. People buy from people. There's the separation in the word from. No one is buying you, even if you provide a service. Your audience is building a relationship with your brand. They're establishing a trust with your brand. They're deciding whether they like your brand, but they do not buy you. Again, sweet relief. You are not your brand, even when you deliver a service, even when you're the only one on your team for now, you are not your brand. My client and dear friend, Sarah Sproul, who teaches parents to have easier conversations with kids about sex and puberty, not her brand. My other client, Dipti, who helps us heal grief in a wonderful way, she's not her brand. My client, Victoria, who created hair salons called About This Place that are turning hairdressing on its head in London, 
not her brand. When each of those people works with their clients, they all bring their wisdom, their experience, and their ideas to the table. And because their brands, and mine, frankly, I sell a service, because our brands create containers outside of us, outside of anyone who creates a service and a product, that space is where they create beautiful, kind, and useful offers. Those people I talked about, me too, all of you who offer a service and create a product, we can be more playful and more daring in that container outside of ourselves. Maybe we're bolder or braver or, I don't know, more goofy or serious than we are naturally. If that's what our brands require, the space between you and your brand, you can fill it with creativity. You can shop However zany or goofy or playful or serious or honorable or teacherly or wacky or sweary or pious, whatever your brand and your people need you to show up as. Creative freedom is so good for business. You know on a personal level that when you're stressed, it's super hard to create anything. And it's the same thing for your business. And that brings us to the third reason it's good that you and your brand are separate. When you remember that you're not your brand, it drives the growth of your business. And that happens because your brand can stretch and explore places that maybe you feel like you can't as a person in your family, in your relationships, in your friendships, within the school community, if you have kids. I mentioned my client, Sarah, earlier. So she's a sex educator in Ireland, and she helps adults have connected and healthy conversations with the kids that they look after. And they have conversations that are hard around puberty and sex and bodies. Sarah's so good at those conversations, and she helps the people she works with to get better at having conversations that so many of us find are so incredibly hard. But figuring out how to do that, how to talk about her work in ways that set her brand apart and felt aligned to the values that she had chosen and carefully identified for her brand, that was a little harder. We've been working together for about 18 months now. Yeah, 18 months. And Sarah's business is growing steadily. She knows she's not her brand. And knowing that, Honestly, I've watched it happen. It's created the space that I talked about earlier. Last year, she um, tried heaps of new things in her business. And when things got a little wobbly and she felt a little nervous, she reminded herself that the outcome wasn't a value judgment on her as a business owner, on her as a person, on her as a parent, on her as a professional. And she tried a whole bunch of different ways of launching her course, The Evolve School. And she's now found the one that works for her. Turns out she doesn't actually launch the way that we were taught because we were in a a program. She doesn't launch the way that we were taught to launch, the way the experts say that she should. But she launches the way that works for her and for her audience. And she only found out the way that worked for her and her audience because she had the space to be creative. Remember we were saying earlier... And to take chances. And the results of that have helped her business grow. Sarah takes what she learns from 
her people. She takes what she learns from experts and she makes that her own in that creative space I was talking about in item number two, why it's good to not be your brand because it allows for creativity. She can do that because she knows her brand and its identity inside out, backwards and six ways from Sunday. She has so many more parents in each of her launches than she did even a year ago. Her Instagram account is steadily growing to that 10,000 follower count. And the people that follow her are so active. She can show up consistently for her business because she knows what the brief is. She doesn't have to decide fresh every time. She's the person who creates her courses and memberships. Sarah's the voice of the sitting in a car podcast, which I highly recommend that you listen to. They're like seven minutes long, most of them, and they're so good. Sarah's the one teaching the material, right, to the community that she serves, but she isn't her brand. It's been really cool to see her step forward as the spokesperson for her brand. Just like the CEOs and CFOs that I used to train back in my PR agency days, Sarah has interviewed regularly in the media in Ireland about sex and conversations with kids and other hot topics of the moment. She has her messages down and she always delivers them with her brand voice in mind. She is really consistent and her brand is getting known. That means that she's invited to speak on podcasts. She's invited to radio interviews. She's regularly popping up and saying, hey, I was featured in whatever the big Irish media is. I don't know them, so I can't say the names, but it's really regular. Like every few weeks, there seems to be another feature of an interview that she's done on a podcast or a news article in some way, shape or form. That's because she's consistently showing up, meeting the brief that she set for herself in her brand that she represents. It's part of her role is to be the spokeswoman of her brand. She knows she is in her brand. She knows that she has that role to be the spokesperson, to be the hype person, to be the representative, and to be the engine behind her brand. And I'll say that because I know Sarah personally, there's a really interesting and beautiful contrast happening. Some of the things that Sarah is able to do for her business might really feel challenging for her to do in her personal life, maybe as a mom or as a partner or as a friend. But because Sarah knows that she's not her brand and she's here to serve her audience and she's decided how her brand shows up, she does those things more easily in her business than she might do in her private life. And I checked with her that it was okay for me to say this. And she said, you know what? Yeah, actually, as you're describing me, that feels true. It's beautiful to behold because it's really good for Sarah's audience and by extension for her business. It can be the same for you. Remember, you really aren't your brand. When you keep that in mind, it's a great thing because one, it protects your personal life. Two, it gives you that space to be creative and try new things. And three, it really will drive your business growth. Play with the idea for a little while that you're not your brand. And if you can, look for those little glimmers of space between you and your brand. 
that's where creativity and business growth will blossom. And if you're struggling, I wrote a little ditty for you a la Dr. Zeus. Your brand is not you. That is truer than true. There is no brand on earth that is all of you. And that, my friend, is a good thing. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Brand Up Podcast, your hub for all things brain, voice, and brand. Want to dive deeper into the fascinating world of brand voice? Let's connect on socials at I am Andy Ferguson. You can also visit me on my website. The link to that is in the show notes. If you liked what you heard, please leave me a review so this podcast can reach more bright business founders just like you. And share it with other wonderful minds, neurodiverse or otherwise. Remember, this is your chance to brand up because it's your brain, your voice, and your brand after all. I'm Andy Ferguson saying speak soon and bye for now.